0: What's up? This is Trey from All Sports Best. I just want to say thank you so much for checking out the show. We hope that you enjoy this podcast episode with Ross Stripling and Cooper Searles of the Big Swing Podcast. I just wanted to have you guys keep in mind that Ross was actually at Dodger Stadium while we were talking to him, while we were doing a phone interview. So there are some choppy areas, but nonetheless, it's still really good quality. We hope that you enjoy it, and you can still hear everything that he's saying and Cooper is saying as well. So we hope that you enjoy it. Without further ado, here's our interview with the Big Swing Podcast.
1: Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your
0: one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hey guys and welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. I'm Trey and I'm here with two very special guests. The Big Swing Podcast. If you're not yet, you got to become a swinger. Go and check out their podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find it. Ross Stripling and Cooper Searles um, of Houston, Texas, originally, right?
1: Yeah, so Cooper here. I'm from Houston, and uh, Ross is just a little bit north in Dallas. So we have a little inherent rivalry there, but
2: uh, but uh, we're, we're good friends now.
0: Okay, very cool, very cool. And so now, Ross, in the off season, you reside in Houston now.
2: I do, yeah. My wife uh, is from Houston. We both went to Texas A&M, which is just a uh, little bit north of Houston, and uh, afterwards, you know, we were battling between Dallas or Houston, usually the wife wins that battle, so yeah. we just bought a house in Houston, and that's where we are now. It's great. It's a, it's an awesome city, good sports town. We've enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it is essential to a lot of sports, so that's really cool. Um, Coop I'm gonna start with you man Uh, you are having a wedding coming up this very next week so congratulations on that are you excited about it
1: yeah man pumped I'm uh I'm ready to ready to get through this week uh poor uh poor Tracy my fiance is uh she's in full stress mode so I'm trying to trying to stay out of stay out of her way the best I can but uh yeah man definitely definitely pumped up and heading to the honeymoon right after so it should, be, it should be a nice time for sure. Actually, a, a funny story on that, um, my my wedding is in Breckenridge, Colorado, just an hour and a half or so away from Denver. Oh, cool. And we planned the wedding about a year ago, and we kind of uh, obviously assumed Ross wouldn't be able to come just being during the season, but uh, still not going to be able to come. But ironically enough, his games are in uh, in Denver that whole week against the Rockies That's from Thursday awesome. through Sunday. So it's kind of a weird, ironic deal that it, that it synced
2: up at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it
2: almost worked out perfect, but it's still going to be just uh, just too hard to make it. And I was bummed. Yeah. we first saw that, the schedule came out, and we like looked, and we're like, no way, I'm in Denver. And am like, I'm going to rent a car, I'm going to make it. And then it's just like, I, I, as of now, it looks like I might actually pitch on Sunday, oh, man. Uh, which would just make it impossible. So almost worked out, but just uh, not quite, man.
0: Coach, is it cool if I just like pitch the day before? Is that fine? Because my one of my best friends <laughs> yeah. is getting married. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's yeah. Just the big leagues. They'll, they'll totally rearrange the whole rotation <laughs> for me and, and Cooper's uh, you know, social agenda. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, and Ross, this is just a, another example that you're just not a good
1: friend, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's other examples. <laughs> no, 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 that's your first example, <laughs> yeah.
0: man. I listened to you guys' podcast, and I am a swinger, full fledged now. Um, and if you if you're <laughs> well, right now, you are listening right now and you've never heard that saying, you probably are misunderstanding that. But uh, yeah, so obviously uh, it coincides with your podcast and stuff. But um, I've listened to your podcast, and um, it seems like you guys are both really laid back, really chill, comfortable with each other on the mic. So I am assuming you are not going to be the groomzilla that people tend to become right around wedding time.
1: No, man, I am. I am uh, pretty relaxed. I am. You know, I just I just kind of want her to be happy in it, and I don't really really care about the details too much. As long as some good people are around, and uh, it'll definitely be a good time. So no no uh, no groomzilla out of me for sure. Awesome, Ross. How were you on your wedding day? Were you like that?
2: No, man. I think as you guys both know now, like I'm as laid back as it comes. I've kind of come to the conclusion that. If you can survive planning a wedding with your wife you can survive marriage and if you can survive (laughs) planning it out of town which you're doing cooper and we did because we planned it from la in houston and uh man if you can if if your wife can handle that i mean those 10 days leading up to the wedding are just insane if you can picture this we uh we lost in the world series game seven Mm -hmm. on november 1st and then got married november 11th in houston I mean, it was just the craziest 10 days you can possibly imagine, and my wife was just a trooper. She got it all planned, and the wedding was perfect. So, uh, I just kind of stayed out of it, as I imagine you are as well, Cooper. And 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 it all came yeah. together, and it was great. I yeah, like man, it. I'll never forget. I'll never
1: forget, man, when we, when your wedding, obviously the World Series had just ended, and seeing all your teammates. I, I remember, I think it was Austin Barnes said. Uh, He's like, damn, do I really have to come back to Houston when he's at
2: the wedding? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't want
0: to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh Ross, it's it's awesome to have you on the show, man. Uh, you're doing huge things for the Dodgers. Um, a big part of their pitching staff. I mean, it's just it's really cool to have you on. What does it feel like to be a part of a major league team and really be somebody that's a, a huge contributor? Right.
2: I mean, it's a, it's a dream come true, right? You know, you think about yourself in the backyard or in the, you know, garage or whatever it is. you Maybe you're shooting baskets or, or throwing balls against the side of the house. Whatever your dream was as a kid, you know, and one of mine was, you know, obviously I was more of a hitter back then, but transitioned into the pitcher. And, uh, man, it, it's it's a dream come true. I mean, to be a part of a team that now has made deep runs in the playoffs, really multiple years in a row, last in the World Series, two years in a row, and, uh, you know, to to be a guy that they count on to take the ball and get major league hitters out on a regular basis is, is really cool and something that uh, I mean you don't know my backstory and I won't really dive into it but at 17 18 years old I really never imagined it happening even yeah. into college really didn't see myself making it to the major leagues and uh, just kind of continued developing develop and got here and, and got in front of uh, some coaches in the front office they really believed in me and uh, helped me develop and and yeah, man. I mean, I'm literally standing in the outfield of Dodger Stadium right now, like looking up at the of the empty stands, and just like, wow, this is this is where I come to work every day. So God. it's it's pretty special. Some I don't take for granted, and uh, yeah, it's awesome.
0: You broke your leg or both legs. Can you tell me a little bit about yeah, no, that? One leg. Yeah, <laughs> one yeah. leg.
2: So I went <laughs> both, to a Friday Night Lights high school uh you played football and that's the way it was and if you wanted to play football you had to go off season football which was in the middle of baseball season so really very few football players played baseball myself included and then football ended i played basketball as well i'm just messing around in practice and i break my leg and Mm. uh i wanted to go play baseball but they're like hey you can't run you can't do anything like you can't play the field or hit like what are you thinking you're gonna do and i was like i don't know i guess i could pitch and literally, that was the genesis of me pitching. And I'm pitching with this huge brace on my leg. I'm throwing like 86 miles an hour, just kind of humming it up there. And I don't get recruited anywhere. Uh, I'm a third generation Texas A&M Maggie. Uh, they were like, my dad was like, you got to try and walk on. I was like, I don't know. That just sounds so lame. I'm not going to make it at their 86 miles an hour, like I said. And uh, <laughs> believe it or not, man, I, I walk on and I make the team and uh, just get you know just kind of get bigger and stronger through college and, and uh make my way into getting drafted and being a dodger i mean it really is a crazy story that's the very like spark note version of it but uh yeah basically i break my leg and that leads to pitching and, and to where i am today
0: so you're telling me right now that pitchers aren't athletic <laughs>
2: <laughs> pitchers oh are man a- we battle with that all the time. Uh, Now I get more athletic than you think. No, I know. But if you ever see me try and hit in the batter's box, it's not very impressive. So don't use that as a uh, example.
0: As long as you're better (laughs) than, than the old school Tim Lincecum uh, at bats, I think you'll be fine. I don't know,
2: man. Probably equally as bad.
0: (laughs) That's legit. Okay. Um, so, you guys got together to do the big swing and, uh, it's kind of just gone from there. You guys are growing a following on Instagram. You guys are growing a following on your podcast as well. What sparked the idea? And was it either one of you that kind of brought it up first or was it just kind of like a simultaneous, are we best friends now?
1: (laughs) Well, I, I don't really, you know, I don't really remember specifically the conversation. I just kind of remember Ross and I, and, um, Tracy, my fiance, and Shelby, his wife, were at a, at a Rockets game. And, you know, we were kind of just having a couple beers and hanging out. And, you know, as, as the beers continue to uh, pile up, you start to talk a little bit more. And um, I think one of us, we just, I think I was talking about the podcast that I love listening to. And we just sort of uh, had always had a pretty good banter back and forth. and So uh, we just said, like, you know, why don't we start it? And just kind of as a joke. And what is it, a couple days later, we're, you know, we're texting feverishly back and forth about logos and Mm. and names and everything. So um, it kind of happened quick. And we we really, honestly, to this day, don't really have a ton of expectation for it. We're just, uh, you know, it's a fun way for us to stay in touch. And and, um, and if we gain a following, then awesome. So uh, that's kind of where we sit now.
0: That's pretty solid. All right, Ross. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what is your living situation during the season? You say that you live in Houston during the off season, but like, is it is it hotels to hotels, an apartment? How does that work?
2: Right. Well, you know, luckily now I've I feel like now in my fourth year in the big leagues, I've you know made a uh, good enough I don't know what you call it like a, a impact on the team where I don't feel like I'm going to get moved down to AAA at any moment, which is Kind of the first two years of my career Mm -hmm. where I really was getting moved down to AAA. So, yeah, I was living in a hotel in downtown L.A. And then, uh, you know, I logged like 60 nights in a hotel uh, in Los Angeles. But then I was getting moved down, too. So I was living in a hotel in Oklahoma City. I also had an apartment back in Houston that my wife was staying in where she would try and, you know, obviously live there while she worked back in Houston. Then she would travel to L.A. or wherever I might be and uh yeah so that that's when it's really hectic i mean that's that's when it's just out of drop of a hat they might be like hey man we just either you're not performing or we got to make a move or whatever we're sending you down to triple a mm-hmm. and they might be in omaha they might be in vegas you have no idea where they are and then you have this poor wife that's just trying to come visit you and she doesn't know where to go you know that, oh, that yeah. is just the craziest part of major league baseball or just minor league baseball baseball in general but now um we have rented an apartment the last uh, two seasons in uh, kind of a, a northern suburb of LA. I uh, wish we could be out by the beach, but just, it's just too far. And then uh, we own our place back in Houston, and then rent here in LA. And uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. The the lifestyle is wild. I mean, if you think we all, we rent an apartment here, but we spend about ninety days on the road, so really mm. we're we're never here. We're you know constantly traveling, playing baseball. So it's it's definitely an interesting lifestyle for sure.
0: And do you have like a staple of a roommate every time you go somewhere or is it does it change? Well, we you try and change it up as much as you can.
2: I wish I was a coffee drinker because it seems like my teammates that are coffee drinkers, they have like these crazy spots where they get up and at least get them out, you know, out of the hotel into the city and mm. go find a place to, you know, get a nice cup of coffee. I, I've never been a coffee drinker, so I'd find more of a breakfast spot or even like a rooftop bar after the game to go get a, a drink with a buddy or, or my wife. Sure. Uh, so we definitely have our select spots. I mean, if you think about San Francisco, Denver, Arizona, or I guess Phoenix and um, San Diego. I mean, we go there three times a year now. Times my fourth year in the big leagues, so I like know those cities like the back of my hand now. So you definitely have your spots in each city, but you also try and change it up just so uh, you know you don't just kind of hit the same spots over and over and try and see what the whole city has to offer.
0: Right, right. No, completely. Uh, Cooper, you're out of Houston, Texas, originally. Uh, what do you think of all these possibly fake Houston Rockets rumors? I mean, we don't know if they're real. We've I've heard that I've heard both sides of it. But what do you think about them if they are true?
1: Yeah, man, it's it's difficult because you know obviously CP3 and our GM Daryl Morey have denied the rumors that CP3 asked for a trade and that the CP3 hardened relationship is so bad. But you know, you feel like if someone's going to stick their neck out there, a reporter's going to stick their neck out there and, and take that risk, then you would think at least there's some truth to that story. Right. You know, otherwise his, his entire credibility is gone. With that being said, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, a lot of the the articles, especially in the NBA now, are just single sourced articles. So, mm-hmm. you know, whereas it may be t- 10, 15, 20 years ago, they would, they would have gotten seven or eight sources on this to confirm, but you know, news happens so fast. So they're, they're constantly just uh, churning out stories. So I don't know. It could have been a disgruntled employee. We just fired all of our assistant coaches. It could have been one of them with the agenda. I have no idea, but you know, it's CP three is not the easiest person to play with. Mm. We've seen that in LA and you know, he's just a, he's a little intense for some guys, especially someone like Harden and then Harden on the other end, you know, if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's just standing in the corner. So both of them (laughs) can be tough to play. So I, I get both of it, but, um, if we can if we can do it, we need to get rid of CP3 and, and free up some uh, flexibility for free agents and and other things. but uh, honestly dude, it's it's a mess right now from from the ownership down. Um, we have a new owner as of a couple years ago and you know he's he's starting to get in the mix more and more in a negative way. So mm. uh, man, it's it's not it's not looking good for my rockets right now.'re we're, we're kind of trending in the wrong direction. And we okay. just came out with some new jerseys and they're awful.
0: Ooh. yeah <laughs> I, I feel like that and you guys talked about that in your last episode actually right different uh, jerseys and what you guys like and don't like yeah which, yeah, ones, no, which ones don't you like
1: I, I well I hate the rockets ones those are I've always said those are the worst ones and we just replaced the ones that were so bad and they're still not very good so <laughs> yeah. uh, whoever, whoever's that a uh, graphic designer or whatever over there maybe needs to to move on.
2: Mm, okay. Well, I was going to touch on the uh, hardened CP3 thing. Like, as a man that spent a lot of time in a locker room, I literally can't imagine going two months without speaking to one of my teammates. I yeah. mean, you have to absolutely go out of your way to make that happen. And then there's no doubt in my mind that the media would pick up on it. I mean, the media, I don't, I don't know how the NBA works, but for about an hour a day, the media just kind of hangs out in their locker room. So they see really? everything that goes on. Yeah, they just stand there. And they can come up and talk to you or not, but basically they just kind of stand there and linger around and just kind of like see what's going on. So, I mean, I guess theoretically like Chris Paul could be in the locker room, James Harden could be out out shooting or in the training room whatever, and, and like you wouldn't pick up on it. But over the course of two months, it's impossible for me to think that if there's that kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call it hatred because I don't really know, that everyone wouldn't have picked up on it. Cause it's literally mm-hmm. impossible to go two months without <laughs> talking to your teammates. You're with, yeah. I mean, we shone together for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, well, it, <laughs> imagine. I mean, imagine like how awkward it is. Obviously they're the two best players. So like, just think on your team, Ross, like what if, what if Kershaw and, and Bellinger just like legitimately hated each other? Like how, like that would splinter throughout the roster and people would start p- picking sides and all that. Like that would be so awkward. So like yeah. there's, there's got to be truth to it in some, in some form or fashion. And obviously it's in Chris Paul and Daryl Morey's best interest to not tell the truth. If that's actually the truth, hmm. you know, if, if he's, if he's going to be uh, Daryl Morey is going to be trying to trade Chris Paul, you know, the last thing he wants is other teams thinking that Chris Paul is hard to play with and that, you know, diminishing his value. So um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine that, that, it that, that some of it's not true.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, moving on from that, uh, because we're talking about teammates and how their relationships are Ross, I want to know who the most unique player is on your team and how that like helps the team or affects the team.
2: Right. Well, unique is a good word, man. You know, that, that, uh, instantly brings multiple (laughs) people to mind. It depends on what you, I guess, characterize as unique. Um, you know, I've always thought Kershaw's ability to be like the most happy go lucky, just like smiley full of energy kind of guy four days a week and then Mm. on the day he pitches he goes into like full assassin mode I mean you do not like make eye contact with him don't talk to him before the game wow he just turns on this like crazy mode of uh, competitiveness that really I haven't seen in anyone else and then you get into Kershaw's ability to be very uh, charitable and like basically just like gives his time away to uh, kids in need and all that kind of stuff I mean that's uh, not necessarily unique but you know very special uh but the really the person that comes to mind is Russell Martin you know who Russell mm, Martin is Russell yeah, was absolutely. born in, Russell was born in Canada so he played Canadian baseball which isn't a huge sport up there he speaks french he does jiu jitsu like martial arts uh he is just i don't know kind of like uh what's the Dos Equis man like the world's most interesting, most interesting man like yeah. yeah like he he Everything he does just seems to be very interesting. He's got interesting <laughs> hobbies. Uh, he, he's uh, just kind of, like I said, he speaks multiple languages, um, you know, and, he, and he's just an awesome guy. I, he, he's very unique just because I haven't really been around uh, anyone like him, and I wish I could do him justice and explain it better, but uh, he, he's awesome. I think between him and Kershaw and the stuff they do on the field and their hobbies away from the field uh, are, are unique, if, if uh, I like that word.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's those are really good examples, man. Uh and you said about the charity that Kershaw does. Uh are you good at ping pong?
2: Well, I am. Yeah, but Kershaw, I think I've only ever beaten Kershaw once.
0: Okay. Now, so he's a master. A
2: he is not to not to uh build myself up too much, but I had a table in my house growing up like it's probably in my top three sports. And nice. uh but Kershaw waxes me every time. So that shows you how good he is.
0: Cooper, your dog Jackson has an Instagram, right? Oh yes. Yes. Let's get into it. <laughs> so I want to know, like, how does he manage it with no fingers? Number one is our computers <laughs> more adaptable for dogs. Uh, because that always fascinates me. I just want to know like, and, and the selfies, man, he doesn't even have to have his arm reaching out or anything. It's really cool.
1: No. Yeah, no, he's super impressive dog. Um, you know, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like any other teenager. You know, they spend a lot of time on their phone, and and you know, us as parents, we need to limit that time and, and make sure he's uh, going outside and and getting his exercise. But uh, yeah, man, he uh, he's got an Instagram, and no, and and in, in, in all fairness, you know, it's fun to have uh, kind of a catalog of him growing up because we don't have kids, so he's like our kid right now. So mm-hmm. we can like uh, look back, and it's like a a digital scrapbook of him, kind of. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he just uses his paws and uh, he misspells a lot of things, <laughs> but uh, he, but okay. he gets that from his dad. So, okay,
0: <laughs> very good. What is his role in the wedding? I gotta know.
1: Unfortunately, he's not making the trip. Oh uh, man! Yeah, so he's not gonna be there. So uh, it's gonna be the first time we're away from him for a while. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice reunion when we get back from the honeymoon.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I'm going to get into, um, well actually one incident that happened real quick, and then I'm going to hit you guys both with questions for the, both of you to give your takes on, uh, Ross, we saw Max Scherzer bunt a ball off of his face in BP went out and diced. Um, if this happens to you, I mean, like not saying it will, and I'm not wishing that on you, of course, but say that it were to happen. Like what, what do you do after that? Like, what do you tell the media? What do you, how do you come back from that without kind of getting embarrassed?
2: well the worst thing was there was a video of it you yeah. know? so it's, there's no hiding it everyone saw it on social media within minutes of it happening mm-hmm. um you know so the only thing you could do is what he did is go out the, literally the next day and just pitch your absolute butt off and as he always does with you know he already has two different colored eyes so that made now three different colored eyes because right. he had a huge <laughs> he had a huge black eye and uh Yeah, I mean, it's funny that it happened to you know arguably the best pitcher in baseball, and you know, and and a guy that has a Kershaw mentality of on the game is just like full assassin mode. So now you got to have to face that who already has the best stuff in the big leagues, and now he's got a black eye and he's pissed off because probably his nose hurts. Yeah. So now you're at a disadvantage even more. And uh, yeah, so if it was me, uh, I don't really quite have the mentality that that guy seems to have. I'd probably. more embarrassed than he was, mm. I'd be like, man, I already can't hit, now I can't bunt without hitting <laughs> it off my own face, and uh, yeah, he'd be a little bit ashamed, but he he took it, uh, he took it and ran with it, and went out and threw like seven set out innings the next day, so it was impressive.
0: Right, no kidding.
1: Well, so I, honestly, I thought the opposite, because I was like, there's a good thing there's a video, because if like, there was no video, I would have just thought he got gotten like a bar fight or something, and then they used the excuse, oh, he was bunting, and it hit him in the face. That's a yeah, good that point. That's sounds true. like an excuse. Yeah, so like I was like, that's a good thing. There's a video there. And, yeah, well,
0: I guess it's actually, true
2: because who knows what rumors would have been swirling.
0: <laughs> well, actually, they actually captured the video after he got in the fight, so it looked like that was why. That's the whole reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a
2: cover up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah that's exactly. A good cover up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so
0: here's my question for both of you. Um, you guys are from Texas. Um, I'm from New Mexico. I want to know what your take is on spicy foods and how you handle them.
2: Yeah, go, cooper, ahead watch. go ahead
0: man okay okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll go ahead and start with uh with cooper
2: okay um i love
1: spicy food you know i'm i'm from south texas so um there's a lot of spicy food there my my future wife of in, in a couple weeks is hispanic so she's constantly putting you know some sort of hot sauce or whatever, like she's the Beyonce song, got hot sauce in my bag. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my fiance. She always uh, is loaded up on on Tony's or Frank's or Texas Pete's or whatever hot sauce
2: she can get her hands on. So, mm. yeah, definitely a big fan of, of spicy food. I'm the exact opposite. If I just look at it, I start sweating. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I can't handle it. I've I've never been able to handle it. Mm. No one cooks spicy food in my family growing up, so I never really had it. And uh, yeah, it's it's just not for me. I don't know if uh, if I'll ever be able to handle it because my wife doesn't really eat it either. so I just don't really see it becoming a big part of our family. Uh, I don't I don't use hot sauce like even like chips and salsa I'll like put like a chip like just barely into it to like taste it to see how hot it is. <laughs> you first, wiggle it I off you won't be able to handle. It. Yeah. <laughs> so this is I have a theory on this, Ross actually because I've had this conversation
1: with a friend of mine I went to college with that was from Dallas and he hated spicy food. And I wonder if it like the more north you go in Texas, the less spicy the things get, because like in Houston, we have, you know, majority of people in Houston are Hispanic. So we have that influence. And then we're so close to Louisiana. So we have the Cajun influence. So I wonder if just being in Houston, I was just exposed
2: to spicy stuff more. I don't know. I would imagine so. I mean, that makes sense. I've been I've been working up this theory for years now. That's a good theory. Yeah, thank you. Make roll with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, um, for both of you, once again, and this time I'll start with uh, I'll start with Ross, most beloved player growing up, and maybe least favorite player growing up.
2: Right. Good question. Uh, you know, I usually say King Rookie just because the A Rod thing has kind of lost its luster. But like growing up, you was as a Ranger, you grew up 15 minutes from their stadium. You know, so I definitely loved Alex Rodriguez. But uh, if I, if you were to go, like, in my childhood closet, there'd be, like, King Griffey Jr. stuff everywhere, baseball yeah. cards, all that stuff. I just, I loved him. I mean, that swing was uh, just iconic to baseball and obviously hitting 600 homers in his career and, and always had a smile on his face. Just loved the way he played the game. Least uh, favorite, oh, man, no one really comes to mind. You oh, might have to go to Cooper first for his favorite, and then I'll think if I can uh, find <laughs> someone I didn't make.
0: There you go.
1: Um, I would have probably said, you know, uh, as a Houston guy, I just loved kind of similar to Griffey. I just love the way Biggio played. Um, I always enjoyed playing, uh, watching him. And then, like, a weird guy that I just always loved as a kid was Lance Berkman. Like, I just feel mm. like he was the least athletic good player ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like the Phil Mickelson of baseball or something like that. Uh, so, I, But for some reason, I always like Lance Berkman. And then I would have said the la- the person that I don't like the most – would have, I mean, I respected the hell out of him because he's awesome, but probably Albert Pujols, just because he really? was like the ultimate. He was just the ultimate Astro
2: killer.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right.
2: What yeah, else? I still wasn't able to think of anybody. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <I was laughs> no problem.
2: Just, I think I'm just a fan of everyone.
0: Were you? Have you been <laughs> able to meet Ken Griffey since you've been in the bigs?
2: No, I haven't Dang. actually. He, uh, you know, he he seems like. I mean, I'm I'm not sure, but it seems like he's kind of stepped away from the game and is enjoying life. I know he's got a kid that either plays football in college football somewhere, so he's probably just being a dad and and uh, taking some time away from baseball, if I would imagine.
0: All right, so I want to hear both of your hidden talents. I think we started with Cooper last, so Ross, hidden talent.
2: Oh man. You're asking me hard hitters. Uh, <laughs> well, the stock market stuff, I guess we haven't really touched on it. It's, I don't know if it's necessarily hidden anymore, and I don't even know if you call it talent, but I'm going to use it as my hidden talent. Um, I'm a licensed stockbroker, so when I had wow. uh, elbow surgery, I didn't know if baseball was going to be my future, so I started working on a fallback plan, and I took two big old tests called the Series 7 and the Series 66 that make me a licensed money manager. I actually work for a bank called B. Riley, uh, they're out of Santa Monica, but they have a Houston branch. So in the off season, I literally I get up, I do my baseball stuff until about noon, and then from about twelve thirty to the market closes at three, I go work in a cubicle in an office in Houston, wow. and uh,
0: and take care of
2: my 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 money, my family's money, a couple of friends' money, and uh, you know just uh, follow the stock market and that kind of stuff.
0: And this is currently happening. Yeah, yeah,
2: this wow. is uh, the last four four at least four off seasons I've gone and uh, worked. Uh, pretty much every day Monday through Friday.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. So uh, learn something new. All right. <laughs> uh, Cooper, what about you?
1: Uh, mine was mine's a lot less productive. I would say I'm, <laughs> uh, really good at, for some reason, the bottle flips. Okay. You know, like, the with, with the water bottles, and then, um, I'm a, I'm probably one of the more elite shower singers out there as okay. well. So
0: <laughs> right. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, if I step out of the shower, you better get out of the house but in the shower i sound sound pretty good so basically my two my two hidden
2: talents are things that just piss my fiance off okay <laughs> well cooper is also a uh, back-to-back uh houston cornhole champion
0: oh that's legit called uh, I mean, call
2: beanbags i call it cornhole uh he he came out to spring training spring training and absolutely kicked my butt in cornhole and i, I consider myself at least above average and I, I think he stunk me twice
0: yeah that's really good I mean, it's
2: yeah, it's just a something slight,
1: something
0: slight. <laughs> well, if you when you come down to Carlsbad next time, because Cooper, I know that you come down to Carlsbad a couple times a a year. Um, you're going to have to one play in one of our cornhole tournaments that we host. Um, and two, um, maybe we can see if you can try the karaoke night anyway. Like we can still go for it, man.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I. I... Regardless of the talent of the singing, it's really about your your performance ability. I think I'm I think I'm there.
0: <laughs> You're up there, man. Okay, cool. But
1: Ross is Ross is a singer too. I mean, he had the spring training hit hit of the spring.
2: Yeah, I've been known to dabble in a little singing. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, as Cooper said. Yeah, it's not about the talent. It's about the showmanship. Yeah. And uh, normally, I can at least bring some energy, which is all that matters.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm going to ask you guys both the same question, though it does uh, relate to your nickname, Ross. Um, what are your what are the best chicken strips either one of you have had?
1: Cooper, go ahead. Ross, okay, I'll take it. Um, I would say there's a place in, in College Station that started in College Station. It's called Lane's. And I'm sure that most people have heard of the chicken strip place called Kane's. Yes. But uh, it's, it's with a lot of debate in College Station if you're from a because – Lane's was actually started in 1994 and Kane's was started in 1996 Mm. and it's literally the exact same meal it's the the chicken strips the crinkle cut fries and everything is the same so Kane's is a direct knockoff of a local place in College Station called Lane's
0: (laughs) so lanes like as in like street lanes like road
1: yeah, but it's L L A Y N E S. Okay. But yeah, it's it's a – Canes is a direct
2: knockoff of late. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I've obviously been a part of that debate for years going to A&M. Uh, both are good. I I still, like, if I had to go to one place, I'd just go to Chick-fil-A. Okay. It's just always been my go-to for chicken strips, and I know that may not be the uh, most fun answer, but, uh, man, I that's it's always just been the best to me.
0: Well, and I mean, you've got to be an expert on that. It's it's on the back of your player's jersey, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So on that, you know, that, that nickname has blown up like crazy. And uh, basically, I've never even ate chicken strips. But now because I am chicken <laughs> strip, I've had to go out and experience every chicken strip I can because I get asked this question all the time. So, uh, yeah, now I feel like I'm a chicken strip connoisseur.
0: Cooper, I want to know what would be <laughs> on the back of your player's jersey.
1: Oh, man, that's tough. Um, maybe just swinger. Okay. I would just, maybe just swinger. There you go. Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. That, that would just, I'm I'm a man of the people. So that's maybe what it would be.
0: <laughs> I think that it would be really cool. And this is a working title for something that you guys can do in the future. But if you guys got some video footage of the both of you out with your, uh, out with both of your wives and you guys just went up to people and introduced yourselves as swingers and said nothing else. <laughs> just nothing else. That's great content.
2: <laughs> that's, that's great content there. Man, it's, yeah, that it's sounds like happen. a good segment. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. All right, a couple of sports questions before I get you guys out of here, Ross. I know you're on a limited time. Um, what is the most exciting sports tournament to watch? Just of any sport, professional, college, doesn't matter, what is it for you?
2: So for me, it's always been March Madness. You know, I I grew up – basketball is probably my favorite sport growing up and probably still the sport that I enjoy watching the most, uh, especially in college. You know, I I can – Cooper's got me into the NBA, but uh, college basketball I've always loved because it's just – I don't know. You just see, like, the energy and the passion that those kids have. Like, they max effort uh, press, full-court press for the whole game, you know, and it it just uh, is really fun to watch. So then you just think of the idea of it's lose or go home. And uh, that's always a really fun time now because that's spring training, like right at the end of spring training as the season's getting started. So that's like right when I'm about to start playing baseball and then got March Madness going on. And uh, yeah, that's, that's always been like my favorite time of the year.
1: Yeah. Cool. I would have to agree with you on that, Ross. That's I think March Madness is, is an undebatable one. I think uh, you touched on it, just the, the winner go home aspect, but then just uh, from like a, a camaraderie standpoint, I feel like it's awesome. I remember in college, you know, that opening Thursday, me and all my friends would just get together and just sit there all day and watch basketball. And so yeah. those are some of my favorite memories of, of watching sports. So yeah, I'd have to go with March Madness as well.
0: Would pay, Do you guys think that paying the players would change the whole um, outcome and concept of the March Madness tournament and how exciting it is?
1: Uh, it's it's interesting. It, it definitely could potentially do so. I think, I think from a payment, we, this could be another hour long podcast, but I think quickly, just from a payment standpoint, i I think the best way to go about it would just be to let them profit off themselves, um, you know, have be their own little marketing companies. And I think I think that March Madness would only help that from a player standpoint. So mm. I don't know if it would change the the passion, so to speak. Uh, even so, I think it would it would just encourage better performance.
0: Okay, Very cool.. Yeah. Um okay, so I'm gonna ask you guys one last sports question before we go. Um, and that is, if you guys were to, if either of you were to enter into a food eating contest, which one would you fare best in?
2: <laughs> I Man. personally would, it would be like a candy Competition of some mm. sort, like how many ner- how many nerds can I just pour down my throat, or like <laughs> right. or like sa- or like, sour- like how many Sour Patch Kids can you eat before your tongue just like literally gives up on you? Right. I feel like I could maybe handle those. Uh, as far as like hot dogs or something like that, I usually when I watch those I get a little bit nauseous just watching them, so I don't I don't think <laughs> I could uh, hang in those. Yeah, Ross, you remind me of uh, you remember on the
1: Office when Kevin is they're doing the office of the Olympics and Kevin just, uh, downs that whole, uh, can of M and M's and he's the only yeah. one that competes in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be you. Um, right. I would say I feel like I'm a very fast eater generally, but I get full very quickly and that's probably, uh, related to each other. But, um, I would probably say I would, I would just really crush some Chick-fil-A fries. Mm. I feel like that's something I could not only eat fast, but I could just continue to eat. So, um, yeah, I think I would go with Chick-fil-A
0: fries. I like it. I like it. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show. It really does mean a lot. Uh, the Big Swing Podcast, if you haven't heard it, guys, and you're listening right now, go and check them out. You can catch it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, uh, most notably on Spotify and iTunes, correct? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show, and uh, I wish you guys both the best, very best of luck. Ross, good luck with the rest of the season as well.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having us, man. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, thanks
2: for having us, bud. Thanks for listening
1: to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the
2: conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast.